Welcome to episode nine of the Beacons of Bravery podcast. I apologize it's getting out a day late, but we've had some extremely freezing weather here in the South that has knocked out electricity, internet, and all that. So in this brief time I have some internet, I am trying to get this episode out to you. Today's guest is Tracy Candice. She's my first Canadian guest, and she has a very inspirational journey to tell with us. So tune in and prepare to be inspired. Welcome to the Beacons of Bravery podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Norman, former perfectionist, people pleaser, and rule follower who woke up one day and realized I'd been living somebody else's dream because of my fear of stepping outside the lines. That's why I started this podcast, to interview authors, entrepreneurs, and everyday people who learn to overcome their fears and obstacles in order to live the life of their dreams, to shine the light on how we can live the life of our dreams. Welcome to the Beacons of Bravery podcast, Tracy Candice. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm excited to get to know your story. I know that you're a true beacon of bravery. Uh, Where are you calling in from today? Where do you live? I live in Victoria, British Columbia, Canada, on the West Coast. Beautiful. I haven't been there. I lived in, I went to school in Seattle for a brief minute and I never crossed the ferry (laughs) into Victoria, but I, I've heard it's great. You like it there? Oh my gosh. Every day I just drive and I'm like, so I, yeah, in the, in the parks and it's very green still. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, as a way of starting and just kind of icebreaker, and a lot of times it leads into other interesting questions. I wanted to ask you, where are you in the birth order of your siblings? Or if you're an only child let us know. And then how do you think that has maybe played an effect on your life? If it has? Yeah, so I actually am an older sister. um, So there's just the two of us. And Mm -hmm. she's three years younger than me. And I think it was, I don't know if there was really any kind of um, big changes that happened with it. But we definitely had our challenges through the years for sure. And I think it was like, I would come out of one stage and she would come into that next stage. And so we never really were on the same page, Right. but yeah, now today it's, it's a kind of a bit different story. And, and I think there was times when I think she felt like she was the bigger sister <laughs> and I was in my struggles. And now I think it's, it's, yeah, I think we're kind of co-creating and helping each other. That's neat. That's the same age difference between myself and my older sister as well. Oh, interesting. Yeah. She was a very laid back person, like not your typical first child. I wouldn't say like anything, anything went and it was fine. And I was driven type A and I always wanted to borrow all her clothes and she didn't care. She was like, sure, go ahead. And then if she wanted to borrow something of mine, uh, uh-uh. I was just rude and not nice. (laughs) That's funny. Aw. No, I was definitely, she was the more laid back one. She was oh, yeah. just kind of like, yeah, um, very, uh, she was like a lot like my mother and mm-hmm. I, you know, was kind of more like with my dad. And so I was always busy with sports and, and mm-hmm. keep busy. And, and uh, I think my parents definitely had a lot of time spent on me because I think I was a little bit more um, up and down, a little bit more chaotic oh, exactly. <laughs> and demanded a little bit more attention. Uh-huh. And yeah, I think my sister was kind of like drug along and she would be in the stands with my mom watching us um, (laughs) skate. So yeah, might have been a little bit of resentment as we grew up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm familiar with that. But anyway, um, so Tracy, tell us what you do right now, like for a living. If somebody asked you, what do you do? How would you answer that? And then we'll go back kind of into your history and up to the present time to see what steps and obstacles that you had to overcome to get where you are today. Yeah, for sure. So today, um, I actually am still a big part of um, where I do come from is in Northern British Columbia. And what they do there is a lot of um, oil and gas. And so I've kind of been uh, in that um, professional world for probably about a good 20 years. 
mm-hmm. made my way in um, in business and currently just supporting a contractor up there doing project management, um, quality control. So that's kind of the thing that that's propelling me as I'm kind of also embarking on this whole new journey of um, online business and getting my coaching going. And that's been a real fun um, adventure for sure. That's just been the last six months. So as I'm, as I'm progressing and kind of being able to kind of tiptoe into it and uh, make it something that, that I'm really truly hoping that will be kind of at, the, at my heart center right. as, as I move forward and, and be, a, be a light as well. Yeah. So I hope I'm not jumping the gun here, but was there a catalyst, something that happened that made you want to start pursuing coaching or something like that six months ago? And if we need to go back further, we can. Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, Yeah, so I think, how would I begin with that? Um, Yeah, so coaching, this, I think coaching found me um, after many, many years of a deep dive into my own, um, I guess you could call it spiritual awakening, but I think it, at the time it was more, um, I needed to heal and needed to make some order or some sense of this chaos that I was truly, uh, I was lost. I, mm-hmm. I got goosebumps as I say that, yeah. um, is I didn't know which way was up, which way was down, what was true, what was in my head. And so I had um, began going down a path of, I remember it probably started in about 2010, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, and I, I was like, okay, Oprah, I gotta go to Oprah because I loved <laughs> watching the Oprah show. And I was like, she's got, you know, the Bible. I'm like, maybe it's in the Bible. That's where I'll find some answers. And at this point, I mean, I was um, really kind of numbing myself. And I don't know if it kind of goes back into the back history. Yeah. And uh, at that time, I was numbing myself. I didn't understand what was really going on for me. And I wanted some answers. And I was really, I thought everybody hated me. I just like, just went into my shell. And um so I, I got the Bible and I started reading it and then I went onto the iPad and I was like, okay, Oprah, you know, like maybe there's something else there. And interestingly enough, this iPad, and I mean, we were out, grew up in the country and we're, I'm just like, this was back in the day and I was on this iPad and the keyboard slid up and the, the numbers started to type. And it just like all of a sudden Safari opens up and like 50 web pages open up and I'm sitting there staring at my, at my iPad. I'm like, what is going on? And it lands on Oprah's website and Deepak. And um, I think what it opened up to is their meditation series. And so it was like, okay, maybe this, you know, kind of can sit down. And so I dedicated a practice and I did that. Um, and when I would hear what was being said in through my earbuds and the beliefs and just like this whole other world of thinking. And I, I think for me, it felt good inside. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, there's like a glimmer of hope and there's like a possibility. And that just really opened me up. And I started reading books and mm-hmm. um, I remember watching a movie. Um, oh, I can't think of the name now. Um, and it's, it's, it's um, follow your bliss, Joseph Campbell, uh-huh. finding Joe. Yeah. And that was just kind of set me back and it really, um, I started to dive deeper and I couldn't get my hands on enough books to read from Gabriel Bernstein to Deepak to Eckhart Tolle. Like I just started to really um, fill myself. Meanwhile, still really um, dragging and dredging along all of this stuff that I just didn't understand. And in that was a depression In that was, alcohol abuse Mm -hmm. and just really trying, you know, to numb it and just trying to get away from it. And I ended up finding uh, this place actually. And then interestingly enough, I, I, I grew up with horses and Mm -hmm. I thought maybe that's something that I can do as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Really kind of start looking at that relationship with horses and how that could be healing. Cause I started to kind of hear at that time, little glimpses. I was in this, um, it was horse training apprenticeship. Um, so I was apprenticing to be a horse trainer. 
under this um, really well-known um, horse trainer in our in our area. And I remember sitting back and I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna work with people with horses, and. I don't know how, and I'm like, I don't know people. <laughs> and I'm like, I think I'm thinking I got to go get a psychology degree. Oh, yeah. And then I thought I'm already getting the horse training. And then, so I thought maybe learn a bit more about horses. And then also um, I come from an indigenous community. I didn't know how I was going to begin or how that was all going to manifest or occur, but I just let it go. And I put myself into um, a school equine facilitated, uh, like, um, I guess in a, school for equine sport therapy Mm -hmm. um mostly it was all about to do with horses and holistic nutritional healing for horses and then they just kept to reflecting back to me that i needed to do some work and in that was because i would kept reflecting back the the horses yes i've heard that yeah i've been around them much but they do use them at a community have you ever heard of on-site in no, it's a big community. You go for therapy and coaching and stuff, but they use horses because for that reason, but go on, sorry to. Yeah. So what I lo- started to learn is they can tell the incongruence. And yeah. so if what I'm saying and how I'm feeling or, or is not in alignment, then they're like, their, their fear response goes like, meh, I don't, there's something going on here. Like the energy underneath doesn't match what you're trying to do. And so, and I wasn't acknowledging that. And um, I was really in this tumultuous marriage at that time still. And I would go to step forward to even just massage the horse. And these people's horses were like moving out of my, like, get me away from this person. And that one was like a took a toll on me because I was like thinking I'm going to be this, you know, this wonderful equine, you know, therapy person. And it kept kind of making me sit back and it was like, okay, something like curiosity. I, I, you know, because I've been learning and growing, it was like, that was important to just what's going on here. Maybe there's something more. And at the same time, there's still that level of like, I'm doomed. Like, I don't like my self-esteem already, like everything. I was just at the worst low in this time. Mm -hmm. And I was invited to this facility and it was uh, um, on this island here on Vancouver Island. And it's this personal inner like growth um, Mm -hmm. facility. And the, the weekend, it was three days and it was about to do with relationships. And I was invited and I thought, well, okay, I'm up for anything at this point. And I went there and I had been reading. So I kind of, from an intellectual perspective, I was like, I'm going to kick ass. <laughs> like, yeah. This is going to be okay. Right. And I was blown away. Um, people were hugging and like, not hugging in, in this weird, but it was just like so welcoming and warm and mm-hmm. inviting and Hey, come and join us. And we want to, we're curious about you and tell us more. And, and I would just, that was beyond anything that I had ever known. So I, I, and then they have these graphs about the selves model and how, you know, we can move from, you know, that angst and that, that, that chaos, yeah. mm-hmm. and then how that turns to self-hate and then how we can find self-compassion. And then this mastery that we can, this, this circle and all of these diagrams. And I was like, Oh, like it had just put all of the information in the books that I've been reading and really put it into a picture and a practical way that I could actually apply it to my life. Mm-hmm. So that I just was like, I'm coming back here. And I did. And they have programs from six um, days to 25 days. And now with COVID, it's online, but it, it was it changed my life. And so much so that I started to interact and see things. And I started to realize how much of unhealthy abusive marriage that I actually was in at that time that it really you know I was trying to heal and grow so that I could make the marriage better and the more that I learned and the healed I just started to see that 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 yeah it wasn't gonna work and so made the big decision and after 16 years and left that marriage. And that's when really, I think what I'd learned um, really kind of came down to the nuts and bolts of like, now here's your application. Mm -hmm. Here's where the really, you know, you get to really, so um, went down that and 
put all of the tools, everything that I learned into place. And then when I was, I remember I was on my way to, and in and that it's been an adventure. I have tried every modality out there, I think, yeah. <laughs> to, because I just, I, I, I'm a sponge and I still mm -hmm. am a sponge of learning and hearing other people's and, and sharing and, and having stories. Um, but then I, I was talking and I was like, every time I would talk about this, I would light up. Mm -hmm. And I, but I would, and then in the same sentence, I would say, but I don't know what my passion or my purpose is. Mm -hmm. But then I'd be like, oh, and then blah, 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 blah. And I would just, yeah. And, and then it was like, oh my God, Trace. <laughs> oh my goodness. You are saying it right now. So I think that's, as we get back to your original question, that's really how I found coaching was, you know, I, I, I love relationships, even though at the time, I was scared and I didn't mm -hmm. see myself and I, I couldn't, didn't have the confidence, but yeah. So I'm I, on this now journey. <laughs> I think, you know, they always say coaches or teachers, whoever they, they teach what they've been through or coach what they've been through. You can't help people through pain. I don't think without having gone through it yourself, you know, it's just a textbook you know, if you, if you've never gone through it yourself. And so I think that's why we go through these things we go through to then extend the hand to the person coming behind us. But yeah, there's a resonance. Yeah. Let's go back a little bit further. I mean, we know where you were born and, and kind of, but tell us about kind of your personality and what you were like, you said you were into a lot of sports and stuff in school how did you interact with um, friends? You know, were you in the popular crowd, whatever? And then how did that lead you down to what became your life prior to this, we'll call it awakening, you know, in 2010? Yeah, um, I think I was a very active child um, and very, I was actually just talking with my partner. Um, actually, had a lot of brave since I was little. Um, I grew up again in the mountains on horses. I think I was on horseback from the time I was a baby um, until I was six years old. I had my first six birthdays out in the mountains on horseback. Um, mm -hmm. My parents were hunter, like guiding and on hunting trips. And then I remember, you know, I was waitressing working at the age of nine. We had a family oh uh, truck stop. <laughs> and, um, uh, and I would be riding my horses and, and I would go on, on trips like, you know, 20 to 30 kilometers on my own at wow. age nine. And just because I, I liked that, I just, I don't know. I think I just liked being, getting out and experiencing it and doing it for myself. And I was a big dreamer um, for mm -hmm. sure. I, I spent a lot of time on the back of horses dreaming about this life and adventures and of course love and <laughs> yeah, so. Um, but I, I think relate with the dreamer personality, that was me too. I was gazing into the beautiful sunset, dreaming and, you know, pondering life yeah. as a 10 year old. <laughs> Isn't it just, I, I still, I get warm and fuzzy thinking about those memories. Like yeah. how, how sweet. Yeah. Did um, you go on from there into high school and did you go to college and so on? Yeah, no. Um, so I went to, I did not go to college right after I graduated. Um, and high school, I think I, I don't want to say that I was really kind of in with any one particular crowd, mm -hmm. um, which was really interesting. I had a friend in just about all of the different groups. Uh -huh. And yeah. I thought, you know, at the time it was kind of fun, but then I was like, I would have a birthday and inviting all of my friends. They were like, just sit there and stare across each other. Like they didn't have anything in common except for me. So that was not really, um, I wouldn't say I was like this really kind of real girl um, group person I liked one-on-one -on -one and I hung out with more I guess the kind of like a crowd yeah um but not yeah so I thought at the time that it would be it was a bit of a detriment and I didn't know if that played into my self-esteem mm -hmm. but as I moved forward I think I just transitioned easy after to just graduated and left and I let me, let me ask you this Growing up, up until the graduating and leaving part, what was your biggest fear? Do you remember? 
Yeah. When I was little, I had this huge fear of being kidnapped. Really? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what I watched. And we lived in a small town. Um, but I just, I would, my mom would go into the bank or into the mall or to do something. And I would like lock the doors, push my sister down into the floorboard and I would jump on her and I would just hide. Like there was the petrified and yeah. And then I think Unsolved Mysteries was around that time. So <laughs> that was not a good show. Yeah. And this was even for me at the time. back. I mean, and I'm not sure of your age. I think we're kind of similar, but that was back when, you know, parents let their kids go on, you know, two hour bike rides and horse rides and stuff that oh, parents yeah. today usually won't let them do. But for sure. Yeah. Fear of yeah. kidnapping, <laughs> but it never happened, right? No, <laughs> nope. Nope. But I think now it's just transitioned to this fear of abandonment, maybe. <laughs> so yeah. after you left after high school, um, go on from there. What, what happened and how'd you find yourself married? And- yeah. Um, I, yeah, it was, I, uh, became a lifeguard and I moved up to an even more Northern remote community. Um, and I was offered a full-time job with the city as a lifeguard. And so I was 17 on my own and I really had wow. a good time up there. I became also uh, the head coach for the figure skating club as well. And so I was working full-time job. And then because they were both kind of for the city, they, you know, allowed me to kind of work both. And my days were full. Yeah. I, I don't know how I had the energy and I was all this responsibility, but it was so much fun and I grew and, and, you know, I was really creative. Um, so I got to, develop you know the choreograph the year-end big production shows and Mm -hmm. so yeah after I left there um, I was 19 and then that's when I became pregnant with my first uh, son Mm -hmm. and so I was 19 and then I became a mom and yeah and he he's now 20 and wow yeah so it's been fun and and uh, we I was really I think when I had him it kind of just created this home sense for me Mm -hmm. Uh, we had a routine it was just us two I would make a fire and you know he would be all bathed and laying in front of the fire like I just have such like it was really nice to have that that moment with him yeah and then I met uh, my my then husband when when he was two and then it was just kind of, yeah, he became, you know, dad and, and then we were, and then I have another son who's also now 16. Wow. So, yeah, Brody. Yeah. So it's been, they're, they're just amazing. And are they mm-hmm. um, hockey players? I know that's a stereotype, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, my oldest, he, he did want to play hockey, but he was like more of a daredevil. So he was been he did box across, he did bull riding, of course, because we you know got into the rodeo circuit for him, and um, he was good at just about everything from the time like he was riding bikes and mountain biking and all of those sports that you know moms love. Yeah. <laughs> Broken bones. <laughs> and Brody was my soft heart um he was my empath like he just was like this real lovey um caring and kind of I think he was yeah it was really sweet to have the two opposites mm-hmm. so it was a lot harder when the younger one grew up and more and more when you don't you realize you're not the love of his life anymore yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Really understand yeah so yeah so you went on, you got married, you have a couple kids and you mentioned you work in the oil and gas or did, and still kind of do, did you start that right away or how did that come about? I did. Um, I don't think I I was a working mom and, uh, the time when I had, um, I started into, because I had been a lifeguard, I became, um, industrial paramedic and also I worked for the BC ambulance service just for a short bit, but I began that led into my own business, of um, having uh, medics out in the field, you know, working on these sites. And that was really nice um, because I had my youngest and then um, 
And then I just kind of moved into more of building a service company with my parents, went into partnership with them. And I grew in that. And even though my, my personality was not stagnant and just, I could not just do one position and just keep doing it so I really grew through the company and went from you know one department and just we were because we were creating this development it was really fun for me and a challenge because I was creating these different elements as we grew Mm -hmm. so I was you know would get information and learn and grow and then apply it to the business and company and what we needed to do so I definitely had this wide range of skills um, that I could go from you know from front end to to closing of a project, Mm -hmm. which was after when I left, I was like, well, how am I going to apply this to any other industry? But now I really see it's just, it's, I've seen the blessings that it's given me in in a lot of different areas. Yeah. It's like you've been a seeker of knowledge of meaning of all that your whole life, you know, to stay still and stagnant is the worst thing that you could do. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So on into your adult life now, um, you can fill in any more details that you want, but um, because this podcast is a lot about uh, facing fears and obstacles to go on to live the life of your dreams. And, you know, you know, fears can come in all shapes and forms. They can be, they can manifest as procrastination of, you know, just kicking the can down the road. I'll do that when, because you're afraid of, I think, shining your light and being the real you. But what, if you can think of one or two major fears and just things in your life that you had to kind of overcome to be where you are today happy, it seems, and on another path, what would they be? I think a big one is the the fear of the unknown, like the uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, you know, there was moments when, yeah, because there's some changes that I could just make instantly. And then there's some that just would like, I would drag myself through. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would, I would be in real constant chaos inside because I couldn't, I didn't know, I didn't know. And I would, I would know one day and then doubt it. And, and I think there was this, this real lot of chaos inside because I think that was because there on the other side of it was really unknown. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like, I remember thinking about this visual of being pushed outside a door, outside of a room into a hallway and that's like my resistance because I'm like, no, 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 no. But you, the universe is kind of like nudging me out this one room mm-hmm. and into the hallway and it's black and the door shuts. And now this is like this unknown mm-hmm. of really trying to find new ground and um, until a door opened <laughs> that was meant for me right. and being comfortable in that darkness and in that uncomfortableness, I think has been the, I'm getting goosebumps. I think that's been the greatest challenge that I've um, learned and the greatest blessing and gifts that I've learned because I recognize that that hallway, I, it's not just one time or, you know, there's, there's multiple hallways in whatever direction that we want to go or something new we embark on. And it's, it's really, understanding that in that moment of like unknown and it's like you don't know the skills you don't know what you're supposed to be doing everything that was familiar is gone Mm -hmm. and until that other door opens and offers some light you know I think in that in those moments was when I would like my the physiology you know my body would be in chaos my mind is like and I'm just not stable and it was hard for me to concentrate until I could really learn. I've just recently learned that I'd actually have a choice in that yeah. time to just like, oh, okay, I'm here now. Like, okay, I'm here. And what do I, what can I learn? You know, what is this showing up for me? And, and then it seems like when I can sit and acknowledge and, and accept and surrender mm-hmm. and embrace then it just so 
you know, the ease of the next step is kind of like a gift and it's opens up and then there's the next step. And then all of a sudden I look back and I'm like, Oh, I'm out of there. (laughs) I love that analogy of the closed door in the darkness because, because it's almost like you come to the realization that like Tony Robbins says, everything is happening for me, not to me. So that everything in, in our lives was designed on purpose and that we can relax into it and realize we're learning lessons and that's okay. And that's what we're meant here to do and stop resisting so hard. That's what I've always done is like, no, I can't control any of this. I'm going to resist, but it's all, it's all good. It's all happening for our good. Ultimately, you know, Exactly. That was, and that, I had a quote that I wrote up and I lived by for probably about the last 10 years. And, um, or I think, yeah, he was on Super Soul Sunday, Mm -hmm. Michael Bernard Beckwith. And I watched him speak and I just was like in awe. And he said, vision, um, pain pushes until the vision pulls. Mm. And I just, I kept that. It was like, okay, just let this like move like there's going to be this time when pain and then at then at one point then there'll be a vision where it's just like you kind of move forward yes like you're not stopping you know it's like and and same with um gabriel bernstein obstacles are detours in the right direction mm-hmm. so and i just yeah there's a book too called the obstacle is the way by ryan holiday same thing the obstacle is the way through, you know, we think, mm-hmm. oh, just, we need to get around this bulldoze it, whatever. It's there for the highest purpose for our lives, you know? Exactly. Yeah. It's there to teach. It's there to grow. It's there to learn or just to understand love, like what love actually is. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. So yeah, it's been a wonderful journey. It really, truly has. Yeah. I mean, if life was just easy and just could sit on the couch and be happy, happy, truly happy watching Netflix and eating bags of chips, then, you know, nothing in this world would change. But no one, I don't think, I don't believe anyone in our souls is truly happy with just living a stagnant life. Well, I I think, (laughs) yeah, well, I think you know, I would miss out on the people that I've connected with and I've learned something from. I, I, I'd miss out on the experiences that, you know, in my quest, I have experienced and have come to know myself even on deeper levels mm-hmm. and really truly know that, you know, having that, that felt sense and that awareness and, and, and tenacity and just like, and aliveness, I think mm-hmm. that is what creates and thriving. So, yeah. yeah. And that means even as you mentioned, you have an ex-husband, you know, even this can be uplifting for people who are going through marriage problems, going through divorce or whatever, that even if things end, not the way you envisioned in the beginning, it was still meant for you and that it's still all okay, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. When I looked back, I think the biggest forgiveness that I was able to take away um, from that marriage was, you know, I looked at it and I, I, it took me a bit, but in my, I would look back and I was like, oh my gosh, he really was holding up this mirror Mm -hmm. because everything that I was coming up against was inside of me. Mm -hmm. It was me that I was having all of this chaos and he was just holding up this mirror so that I could go through this metamorphosis and start building and start climbing until it was like, okay, now I'm ready to leave the cocoon. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that there is people in our lives that are there, you know, and to, to help us, yes, make that, that change and that evolution and that growth. And I think when I came to that conclusion, that was helpful for me and leaving that and saying, thank you. And, and seeing him in a different light and having that acceptance. Yeah. Being great, grateful actually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's really neat. And I hope that encourages somebody today that needs to hear that who's going Mm -hmm. through that. So kind of moving on into the future, 
I know you're a dreamer. You've already said it. So <laughs> what dreams do you still have that you've yet to accomplish one and two, what are your fears that come up when you think about trying to achieve those dreams? Mm, great questions. I think, interestingly, I think the one dream that's, that I'm working really at right now is um, kind of this self-acceptance. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I envision this um, aspect and this person um, myself to really have a sense of I'm here. Like Mm -hmm. I may not know it all and I know I can still change, like, you know, grow. Um, But I think that there's just this level of like, okay, like, and I can have confidence and be able to be a healer and a teacher and a leader um, that helps, you know, the old me's back then. And yeah, so that is one, that's one that I'm really working at right now mm-hmm. and that I don't see too far in the future. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm angering my fears getting in your way there. Um, I think it's, it, I don't know if it's a fear, but it's like this, it's my own, my own stuff that stops me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like my own, you know, I, my mind wants to go down and like, um, start saying, oh, you can't do it. And the self-hate and, and the things that come in. And then there's this, you know, and then um, there's this one that's moving forward. And it's like trying to hear all this other stuff that's going on in the background. It's like, I'm choosing this. I'm choosing mm-hmm. happiness. I'm choosing. And it's, I think it sometimes can be exhausting mm-hmm. um, because it seems like those moments come up for me quite regularly <laughs> throughout the day. And it's just that mind mastery and the, I inner, think the inner critic, the chatter that's constantly going yeah. on in our mind that, you know, came about from when we were very young. It's just that pattern that replays. You're not good enough. You've done things wrong in your past. Who's going to follow you, you know, but yeah. it's all false. And, and exactly. And I mean, I create my own experience, right? right? Like that, that for me, like when I say that I create my own experience, it's like, I could think of it like I create all the turmoil and the chaos, mm-hmm. but then I'm like, and I create my own experience. Like how exciting, like, what right. do I want? <laughs> so, ways. and I think sometimes there's a fear because then it's like, oh, that means that if opportunities and the universe is unlimited, well, what would that really look like? Is that almost like that fear? Like I think, um, it was quoted, oh, my mind is just a blank here, Marianne Williamson, where it's like, we almost fear to be successful. We almost fear mm-hmm. actually coming and stepping out into the light because there's a lot more risk. And I think that's, that's my fear is like, what is that going to look like if I step out into the light? Especially <gasps> like Brene Brown tells the story of being in the arena. It's a lot more scary yeah. than sitting on in the stands, which is the equivalent of you, I putting ourselves out there and there's everyone on social media who is maybe sitting on the couch watching Netflix, who's going to criticize, but mm-hmm. at least we're in the arena, but it's scary. <laughs> yes. it's, it's not easy to see the um, negative comments at all. Well, and to be seen and that, that vulnerability and that authenticity. And I think that's like that. Yes. It's like, here I am, you know, <laughs> you're gonna yeah. love me and who's going to throw stones. You know, it's like, yeah, it's scary, but fear feels a lot like excitement too. You know what I mean? That they're very similar emotions. You can think I'm so afraid, but maybe it's just really, I'm so excited and I'm just so used to that fear impulse, you know, that uh-huh. putting on the, the brakes of my life, but really I should be excited that there's more to come in the future. So, I mean, I can, I can totally see where you're going. I believe in you and I know it's going to be great. Yeah. You No, I like how, how you take that energy because it is, it's energy and how we can transform it. And mm-hmm. yes. So coming near 
ish the end. <clears throat> You've already mentioned a couple books in our conversation and that you like to read and you're obviously a seeker of knowledge. Is there any book that you haven't mentioned that you would like to recommend to our audience as a starting place? Particularly my audience are probably people who in some way feel stuck in their life or like they need to get some bravery to go on and live the life of their dreams. Does any book um, come to mind? Um, well, I think one that really, that I, that I go to, um, actually I've gone to a time, a couple of times, um, because it, it, it really represents how I've found, um, the strength to kind of keep taking those steps forward. Mm -hmm. And that is, um, you know, coming back into self, um, mm -hmm. and really knowing that, you know, yes, there is so much stuff out there, but really, truly, like it all starts with me in my own life. And one book by Melody Beattie, uh, Finding Your Way Home. Mm -hmm. oh. And, and I just, you know, she, it says a soul survival kit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think great. that that was really transformative for me because it, it, it just reminds me like, okay, if I, if I start to get scattered and stuck and usually if things like all my pieces are all out there mm -hmm. and I'm trying to control everything, make sure no, like, you know, all yeah. my chess pieces, no, nobody move. Everybody be okay. <laughs> right. That yeah. And you know, so it just, for me, it, it reminds me that I can actually kind of like, just let that grip go, come mm -hmm. back and just understand that it does begin and end with really, I mean, how, how I, how I can perceive the world. And when I change my perception, my world freaking changes, like mm -hmm. instantly. I, 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 I blew my, like, I, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And when you kind of almost take like a bird's eye view of your life, the 30,000 foot view and realize we're on this path of our life's course in a bird's eye view, we see that, yeah, we made some deviations along the way, but we're still heading towards our goal and that it's going to be okay. Those deviations mm -hmm. are still leading to where you need to be. But when we're in it, when we're down in the forest lost, you know, it, that's the scary part, but coming yes. up to the bigger picture helps a lot. Oh my gosh. I love that visual. Yes. That sounds like a, yeah. a great book. <laughs> Interestingly enough, <laughs> yes. um, I am writing a book and hey. it is about that journey. And it's, um, you know, for me, it was like, what is like, I, I remember I don't know if I heard it or I saw it afterwards, but I thought it is this journey and like this road to Hannah mm -hmm. and Maui. And it's like, Hannah's a little destination and it's little, but it's like the journey is like the most in like intriguing and mountainous and cliff and scary and mm -hmm. beautiful all at the same time. And so like, what does Hannah represent? Right. And it's like, mm -hmm. what are we driving towards? And, but maybe it isn't so much about the destination and maybe it is in the journey and like what you just explained that bird's eye view and how can we, you know, when it is kind of that treachery and a rainstorm and we still have to keep moving forward mm -hmm. and it's still, yeah you know, and those are all like part of, part of our, our path and, mm -hmm. and we get pieces and, and wisdom and knowledge in those, in those times. That's what I've really learned. Mm -hmm. And enjoying the process as you're looking at the beautiful cliffs, as you go over them, yeah, they're scary, but it's still beautiful, you know, in its own way. Well, you're going to have to come back on the show when your book comes out and we'll promote <laughs> the heck out of it and make sure everybody reads it. That's Thank awesome. You so, much. so you've um, dropped a couple quotes already while we've been on. Is there any other quote that you go to? You have it on written on your mirror or your <laughs> vision board or anything like that? Um, no, actually, I think just yeah. I think um, that's good. Yeah. Do you listen to podcasts in general much? Is there anyone you could recommend to somebody that you I like? do. Um, yes, I love um, The Relationship School, Jason Gaddis. Uh-huh. 
Okay. He's based out of Boulder, Colorado. And I found um, his podcast a few years ago. And I just like, there's a, there's a a wide range of information from self to in, and it's based on in, in relationship, whether it be with our family or our, our, our partner. Um, But I really like the, the, the values and the, you know, kind of that, that, authenticity that goes into having and connecting in relationships and that Mm self-responsibility of yeah so that one's been great um I actually just listened to one the other day that I thought was pretty great with trauma uh, with Peter Levine that he had a a, so yeah it's it's been he has a wide range of guests that he brings on to the podcast so it's very informative is that who you said Mm -hmm. Peter Levine Mm -hmm. That sounds like a good one. And it's just called trauma or do you know the name or it was about trauma? Um, it's about trauma. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I know yeah, so- somebody needs to hear that too, including me. Um, okay. Social media. I don't know how, how much you are on it or, you know, follow people, but is there any, anybody's Instagram that you like to follow a lot that's inspiring to you or even Facebook or YouTube? Or are you not a big social media person? I am, but I think right now I'm having fun just connecting with like-minded people and and helping each other grow and building that network. And so, yeah, I think that's that's where I'm at. (laughs) I mean, just like the group we met in, um, there's a Facebook group that goes along with that where we all interact and then we have our Zoom calls. So. I like that too. You know, a lot, a lot of collaboration is happening right now. People are wanting to give and um, elevate others because we all rise, you know? So yes, I love it too. It's, I I was amazed when I was invited to that group. (laughs) It's just, I almost started to cry. It's like, oh my gosh. (laughs) People are actually not just selfishly putting stuff out there. They want to serve other people. So yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, let's face it, the world would be a lot better place if we weren't all so competitive and realized that there's more than enough for all of us, no matter what well, I, we're in. Yeah, for sure. And I think that the more that this grows, like, you know, that Facebook group, um, the, the serving circle, I think it is, it's like we start to impact and that just like that ripple effect mm-hmm. of, you know, starts from the inside and just goes outward and it, it cannot but impact other people mm-hmm. at some level. And then it just, the collective of that gets stronger than the collective of the, the, the not so yeah. inspiring. So, yeah. yeah. Yay. So a fun question here. Uh, I don't know if you're a movie buff or, or whatever, but is there some movie that you just, if it, if you flip by it and it's on, you have to watch it because you love it so much or one that you come back to time and time again? Oh, um, no. Well, I think the one that pulled on my start strings for a long time was the notebook. Yeah. (laughs) That one one was pretty, yeah. That one was a beautiful, beautiful movie that I just, yeah. It always had me in tears. Yeah. Sometimes you just need a good cry. Yeah. Watch Grey's Anatomy. Have you watched Grey's Anatomy? I do. Yes. It's, it's like the episode where Derek dies. I was sobbing, sobbing. Like this was my best friend. And I'm like, this is crazy. Uh-huh. But you know, they right. do on your heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too funny. McDreamy. Um, yeah. McDreamy. <laughs> so Tracy, um, here at the end, I like to let you tell others how people, how they can connect with you. You know, if you want to drop your Instagram handle, a Facebook page, a Facebook group, a YouTube channel, an email address, you get my drift, a podcast, (laughs) anything that you have, how can somebody reach out to you if they like what you've said and they want to tell you they liked it or to connect with you in some way? Yeah, um, I do have a website that they could go to. It is tracycandiscoaching.com. Awesome. And I do have a Facebook group. Um, personal is Tracy Candice. And personal then I also have is a- Tracy Candice. 
Uh, my personal Facebook group. Oh, okay. Your personal Facebook group. Okay. Yeah. And my business is um, just Tracy Candace Coaching. Okay. Awesome. And that's Tracy with no E. <laughs> I know every time I was putting it in to um, send you an email, it would add an E and I had to go, nope, backspace. Nope. <laughs> my name is Carrie and it's spelled C-A-R-I. So everyone wants to add R's and E's and everything. So I understand. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So here at the very end, is there anything that you would just, that's on your heart that just has come up for you that you would just like to leave as a parting message or inspiration for the audience? Um, feel free to do it here. And if nothing's coming up, then we'll be signing off. But I know well, you have. <laughs> I've so enjoyed this conversation with you, Carrie. Thank you so much. Um, well, I think everybody should go on your on your group podcast and like it, give reviews, and share it. <laughs> um, or yeah, but I think I th if I was to say a couple of things um, that really helped me in my in my journey mm -hmm. is you know really kind of helping um, is staying open is really just allowing and trying in any way to, in any circumstance, um, look for the gold in that. And just, uh, even if it's just small, you know, it just something that helps know that for one, you're not alone and this is not happening to you. Like what you mentioned, this is happening for you. And there is beautiful gifts. If you just stay open and just pause, just wait and you'll see it. That's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. true so just let go <laughs> mm -hmm. it's hard for um, us type a want to control people but that couldn't be better advice for i'm sure all of the audience to hear <laughs> so i thank you well, so much for being on this has been just a joy talking to you i feel like we're kindred spirits and um We'll keep our connection going in our other online stuff and any way I can help you in the future, I will as well. Well, same too, Carrie. If there's anything that you need, please reach out. Thank you. Thank Bye you. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Beacons of Bravery podcast. If you enjoyed the show, I would love it if you would go and rate and review the show and also share it with somebody who you think would benefit from listening to the message. I would also love to connect with you on Instagram or you can email me at beaconsofbravery at gmail.com. I hope something that you heard today will help you go out and live a more joy-filled, inspired life. Don't keep playing it safe. Be brave today. And of course, a huge shout out to Steve Denny for providing the music for this podcast.